fault. Amen. Amen. All right. Psalms chapter 12, verse number 1. Got your place? Say amen. We're just going to read that one verse and get with it. Amen. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail uh, from among the children of men. Father in heaven, I thank you now for this opportunity you give us. Thank you, Lord, for a time that we can come and share your word tonight. And I pray once again now, Lord, that you'd help me be your vessel. Help me, Lord, that I might say what you'd have to be said, Lord. I, I, I thank you for these who come this away. And, and I, I know, Lord, I know it would have been easier to stay in that recliner with a glass of tea. But, Lord, they rather chose to come and and uh, worship you for a little while here this evening. And I pray, Lord, that they can leave and say it was worth their while to come out this evening. Forgive us now where we failed you. Help us, Lord. Fill us, and I'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You can be seated. I want to say it is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Uh, always good to be able to come and to worship him and I pray that you come with, uh, uh, with uh, uh, a searching heart, one that's just uh, longing for something of the Lord. Now, tonight there's no doubt in my mind that there's folk that need this message tonight. I, uh, I know you ain't going to believe this, but I've been wanting to preach this for the last three services, and God just let me have it tonight, so... Uh, Somebody needs the message, or I'd have preached it two weeks ago, amen? And so uh, I, I pray that uh, you'd be obedient to the, to the word tonight. Had a title for the message, it would simply be these first two words in this verse. Help, Lord. Now, if you'll notice here, uh, of course, uh, if you read the rest of this chapter here, uh, you'll find out that uh, David's needing some help from God. Most of the time, most of the time, whenever we pray and, and we seek the Lord, uh, we always, you know, tell about why that we need the Lord. We'll, we'll, we'll pray and say, now, Lord, I've had a hard day today, or, or Lord, my vehicle's about tore down and I need a new vehicle, or or you know what I'm saying, we'll just, we'll, we'll go on about what we need in this prayer. But if you noticed here, David, he comes straight out here uh, and uh, he, he, didn't, he didn't give his plea. He just comes straight out and said, help Lord. I mean, uh, he, uh, he knew the Lord, I guess, knew what he was wanting. Uh, and so he just come right out with it, help Lord. I Probably sometimes uh, that's what we need to do instead of just going on and on about what we need. We just need to say, Lord, I just need you. Uh, I just need you. Now watch this if you still got your Bible open to this chapter. Uh, and, and the first word there, help, uh, you'll notice a comma after that. As if David uh, is saying here, uh, if you don't help me, I'm a goner. Help. I mean, he's a, in your Bible, all four of those letters are to be capitalized. I'm sure they are. 
he said that help uh, with enthusiasm. Uh, he, when he was praying, uh, he said help uh, as if, uh, uh, you know, that, that's the last stage or the last uh, hope there. Uh, and uh, as if I am a goner. You ever been in that place in your life uh, that you needed God right now? Not yesterday, uh, but you need him now. Uh, and that's the way David is here. Notice the second word. When he said, help, Lord, uh, you'll find here a semicolon after the word Lord here. Uh, as if David is saying, uh, Lord, I've got nowhere else to go. Lord, you're my last hope. Lord, if you don't help me, I'm finished. I'm a goner. And there's nowhere else, Lord, that I can go. You know, most of the time, we try to fix it before we ever get to talk to the Lord anyhow. We try to, we try to excuse it or whatever. But here we find David. He's at his last leg. I mean, he's, uh, if you've got a rope with knots in it, he's at the last knot in the rope, amen? Uh, and so uh, let's look at this tonight for just a few minutes, uh, and, and, and I believe it'll be a blessing to you. I better get that gum out. I'll hit somebody between the eyes with it in a minute. All right. When should we cry, help, Lord? When is it? that we should cry, help, Lord. Now, let me give you two or three uh, times in your life uh, that you need to cry this, that you need to holler, uh, and I mean, just get with it, uh, that word, help, Lord. Uh, number one, when there's inside pressure. When there's inside pressure, uh, you don't need to be scared to cry out to God. Uh, you need to cry out to Him. Uh, you know it ain't uh, it ain't too bad. It ain't too bad when the pressure's on somebody else. Listen to me carefully here now. Uh, uh, when when the pressure's on somebody else, it's not hurting you too bad. Uh, uh, other words. Uh, uh, you don't really feel like this person's feeling that really needs some help, uh, uh, really got that inside pressure in there. Uh, and uh, let me illustrate what I'm, what I'm trying to say here. Uh, uh, whenever I was pastoring in Okeechobee, Florida, before I went to Bethel, uh, I had a neighbor that lived right behind me, uh, and uh, their house was broken into. And it like to kill them. I mean, listen, they, I thought they was going to have a nervous breakdown. Uh, and I'm not talking about just when they found out that their house was uh, broken into. I'm talking about weeks later. Uh, uh, they, were, they were just, uh, 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 just beside themselves. Uh, and uh, and I, I was talking to them, and I said, listen, uh, I said, uh, it's done happen. It probably never happen again. Uh, I mean, don't let this thing uh, tear you apart. Don't let this thing hurt you like this. Uh, you know why I can say that? It wasn't me. I, I, listen, it wasn't my house that was broke into. Uh, but whenever I moved to Fort Pierce, Florida and took Bethel uh, uh, Baptist Church's pastorship there, uh, it wasn't long uh, my house was broke into. And... Uh, 
I guess I can say I knew exactly uh, what uh, this family was going through. Uh, they stole a bunch of stuff that uh, was, you, you just couldn't replace it. I had my granddaddy's old pocket watch, railroad pocket watch. Uh, I don't even think it worked. Uh, a sentimental value thing that was worth uh, a, a, a mint to me. Uh, and uh, they stole that. Uh, and, of course, they stole a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and for weeks, for weeks, uh, listen, uh, man, I, I had my gun loaded uh, and I was waiting for them to come in. I mean, I was about to have a nervous breakdown. You know why? I had the inside pressure then. They didn't have it. I had it. I remember a, a, a restaurant called Votino's. Uh, if you're ever in Fort Pierce, Florida, be sure to go by Votino's. Uh, they've got, listen, they've got a gondola there. I mean, uh, that you could put it on top of your head and your tongue will beat your brains out trying to get to it. It's a good one, buddy. I mean, it is a good one. And, uh, me and my brother and two or three other uh, folk, it was on a Saturday, uh, 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 we had the airboats out uh, and uh, we messed around all, all, all day uh, at Okeechobee Lake uh, and it was later that evening when we come in uh, and it was hot, I guess June, July and that time during the summer uh, and, uh, and so uh, my wife, I told her, I said, uh, don't fix anything. We'll just go to Votino's and get one of those gondolas. And so we pulled up there and went inside, and it was probably, they closed at uh, 9, and it was probably 8.30 then. And so it was right at 9 o'clock when we got through. I, I eat my gondola. I eat half of hers and was begging for another one. Boy, them things are good. And so we come out, and uh, we headed to the car, and uh, there was uh, uh, four or five uh, black, uh, uh, I'm going to call them students or idiots or whatever they was, uh, uh, they, uh, they robbed me. He put a 45 right there. Are you listening to me? Uh, he put a 45 right there in my temple. I felt the metal in it. And uh, I, I, that never happened to me before. I mean, uh, nobody's ever drawn a gun on me, and uh, I mean, uh, I've been cut before and uh, stuff like that, but never a forty-five in my temple. Uh, and uh, make a long story short, uh, they got my wallet, all my money, uh, and uh, and uh, probably months after that. Well, that was on a Saturday. I went to church that Sunday morning, and one of my dearly uh, beloved uh, men said, boy, I tell you what I'd have done if that had been me. I said, yeah, just what I'd done, give him your wallet. Huh? I can't imagine a ball that big around going through the side of my head. Amen. Uh, and, uh, but anyhow, uh, I tell you, buddy, that will do something to you. That'll give you some inside pressure that won't wait. I'm talking about for months, and why this happened, I don't know, but I could pull up beside, I could pull up beside a van, like on a, a four-lane highway and come up to a red light and, and pull up beside a van, and I was constantly looking at that van over there, thinking that side door was going to, you know, open up, and they was going to jump out of that uh, van on me there. It's, a cra it's crazy. I, that inside pressure, man, it'll, it'll do something to you. 
When do we need to cry out to God when that inside pressure, listen, gets on? Now, if you got your Bible there, look with me in chapter 55 in the book of Psalms. Let me show you something with David. Let me show you something with David here. I'm going to read two or three verses there, and I'm going to take them one at a time as we go through there and see David, what happened to David. Now, buddy, you talk about inside pressure. He's got some now. In, in, in chapter 55, verse number 1, he said, Give ear to my prayer, O God. Now, he's, he, he's, he's praying. He's getting serious with God. And hide not thyself uh, uh, from my supplication. David's saying, Lord, if you've ever heard me, hear me now. <laughs> you ever been there praying to God? God, if you've ever heard me, uh, Lord, if you've ever heard a prayer that I've ever prayed to you, uh, hear this prayer tonight. Uh, I, I, I got to have some help uh, uh, with this prayer here. Uh, and then in verse number two, attend unto me. And hear me, I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. Uh, David's saying, not only hear me, but do something. David's saying, now God, I want you to hear me. I want you to hear these words that I'm saying. I'm pleading with you, God. I need some help. But Lord, just don't hear me, but do something. You ever been there? Uh, listen, whenever it, it, it's so bad uh, that, uh, that you need some help right now, dear God, do something uh, on my behalf uh, that I can get some help. Uh, and then in verse 3, watch this now. Because of the voice of the enemy, because... Uh, now, here's his problem. This is his problem. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked... For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pain within me, and the terrors of death are falling upon me. He's saying that his, my heart is about to bust. He's saying, he's saying, Lord, I'm so full. He said, Lord, this thing's hurt me so bad that I feel like I'm just about to bust open. I'm a hurting, Lord. You ever been to the place when you, listen, whenever, whenever whatever the circumstances is in your life, uh, uh, that you've in that place now that, that uh, you just feel like you're just going to burst open uh, if God don't do something, uh, if God don't move in, uh, if God don't help you uh, and not just uh, hear you but do something immediately. Uh, oh, God, I need you now. Now watch this, verse number 5. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me and horror hath overwhelmed me. Now, buddy, I'm telling you something. Listen to me. It's getting serious with David now. You know what David's saying in that verse right there? David's saying, Lord, I'm at wit's end. Lord, if you don't do something, I'm going to just end it all. Lord, I got to have some help. Lord, if you don't help me, I'll just end it all. You ever been that far? You ever been to the place in your life that you didn't think you was worth living for anymore? 
Listen, the circumstances that you're in, listen, has went so far with you that, uh, that you just feel like going over the other side, going over the deep end. You say, preacher, I may kill somebody else, but I ain't killing me. Be careful what you say. Hey, sir, hey, ma'am, be careful how you say that. I've been preaching now over 40 years, uh, and I, I, I do know that there's been times I said that. Hey, I may, I may shoot somebody else, but I ain't shooting no MC, amen? I mean, I, I may knock somebody else in the head, but I ain't going to hurt me. But I'm telling you, it happened to me. Whenever, whenever I got out of the hospital, I was in there about a month. I got out of the hospital. I done had the bad news. Uh, doctor told me that I was going to have to quit preaching uh, and uh, quit pastoring, uh, uh, that uh, my health wouldn't take it anymore. Uh, and uh, and uh, he said, that you're just going to have to quit. I said, sir, I said, you don't understand. I said, I said pastoring is my life. I said, that church I pastor is my people. Uh, uh, you don't understand. Uh, he says, no, I don't. Uh, he said, but one thing I do understand, if you don't quit pastoring, uh, you're not going to make it. And I'm telling you, buddy, you talking about inside pressure. You talking about having something I ain't never had before. I'm telling you, I almost went off the deep end. Uh, listen, as, as the hours went by and as the, uh, as the days went by, uh, uh, listen, uh, I, I come to the place, I said, I got to give up my church. Uh, I got to quit preaching uh, uh, like I've been preaching all these years. Uh, and, and this is what I've done. Uh, I had a brand new GMC pickup truck. Uh, my wife, she drove a Cadillac. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it seemed like everything was hunk-a-dory. Uh, I had an airboat. Uh, I, I had a bass boat. Uh, I had a 32-foot Grady White boat that we went out in the ocean in. Uh, I mean, God was good to this boy. Where's Brother Travis? Brother Travis, you remember them, don't you? Uh, I mean, uh, listen, God was good to me. Uh, and, uh, and I'm, and I'm a saying, Lord, uh, what's going on? Lord, why has this happened to me? Uh, I've given you my life. I've given you my heart. I've given you everything. Why is this happening to me? And I tell you, I almost went off the other side. I got in that GMC truck, and I drove down. And matter of fact, Brother Travis lived on that same road when he was going to high school. And just before you get to where his house was, there was a little bridge there, and there was a, 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 a set of locks or a dam, I guess it would be, uh, uh, there. Uh, and, uh, and on one side, uh, it looked like this here. Uh, this was the water on the one side, and this was the water on, on this side of the dam. Uh, and it was deep there, shallow there, but deep here. Uh, now listen to me. Uh, I pulled up on that deep side in my truck, uh, and I rolled both windows down on it. Uh, and I just sat there with the motor running, uh, and uh, my intentions will just drive off in that, in that creek there. You say, preacher, I'd never do that. Be careful what you say. All these years I've been preaching that, but you know what? I never had inside pressure like that before. I never had anything happen to me like that before. And I'm telling you, friend, uh, it, uh, it about got me. Uh, it, when do we pray? Uh, help, Lord, uh, when inside pressure is so great that you don't know what to do. 
Are you listening to me? They may be somebody in this building here tonight that knows exactly what I'm saying because you're in that place right now. There's a lot of people in here uh, and a number this grade. Uh, listen, uh, uh, they may be somebody that's just about ready to go off the deep end. I want to say to you tonight, you don't have to. It's an easy way out. It'll stop the hurt. But you don't have to. Now, now, watch this. In verse number 6. And I said, this is David now. David's at the place where we were just talking about. He's at the place he's ready to just, you know, take his life. Just get out of the misery. Verse number 6. And I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. For then would I fly away and be at rest. David said, if I could just leave this place. David saying, if I, if I had wings where I could fly away, just get away from all of this, I'd be all right. There may be a wife here tonight saying, if I had another husband, it probably wouldn't be as bad on me. But on the other hand, there may be a husband here that's saying, if I had another wife, it wouldn't be so bad. And then, of course, there's our children. I said, if my parents, if I had their parents, boy, I tell you, I'd live happily ever after. May I say to you, that's not so. Every, every one of us has got our little hang-ups. Are you listening to me? All you see the other people is when they're at church or when you see them holding hands or when you see them smooching or, or, you know, the good times about them. But I'm telling you what, friend. Listen, she wakes up with boogers in her eyes just like your wife does tonight. Huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, ma'am. He can get just as rude as the one you hooked up with right now. That's not the answer. Finding another one ain't the answer. I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty disappointed with our governor. Married, what, 40-some years? Now they're getting a divorce. I ain't preaching on politics. I'm just saying I don't like it. I, man, I, there ain't nothing that bad. I mean, listen, let's work it out. Go get count. Do something. Oh, if I just had another man. Yeah, you'd have two problems in. <laughs> All right, here we go now. Verse 16, he's going to sum her up here. He said, as for me. Now, David's finally come to his senses. He's finally come to himself. He's seen all that's happening to him, all of his enemies about trying to kill him. He's ready to quit, ready to just kill himself, get it over with. But he finally comes to himself. As for me, I will call upon God 
And the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud, for he shall hear my voice. David discovered that he didn't need somebody else. David discovered that he didn't have to fly away. David discovered he didn't have to leave the country. He said, all I need to do is call on God. All I need to do, morning, evening, and noon, listen, all I need to do is call on the one who made me. Call on the one who knows my problems more than I even know of myself. And he said, he will hear me. Folk, listen to me. If you're here tonight and you're troubled, if you're here tonight and you're having, you're having situations like you've never had before, if you're here tonight and, and listen, you and your wife is at wit's end. I mean, y'all don't even sleep together no more. One's on the couch and one's on the bed. I started to say it'd be her on the couch, not me, but I better not say that. I said I wouldn't kill myself either, but I come close to it, amen? But, but listen to me, you don't have to do that. I know that you're having trouble, and I know that you're at wit's end. You say, preacher, you just don't understand. You just, hey, if you live with him, if you live with her, you'd understand what I'm saying. Uh, all I can understand is you just need to pray three times more than you are. Morning, evening, and noon. Let me ask you a question. How much have you prayed over that situation? You know what happens when we get to them places? We don't even want to pray. Say amen right there. Get the halo off. Let's have fun tonight. When you get to that place in your life where that, where that, where that you're ready to just to give it all up, you don't want God, you don't want to pray, you don't want anything. And that's our biggest mistake right there. The devil has us tricked up. The devil, listen, uh, he thinks he's already got you. Uh, uh, but listen, friend, uh, your greatest help is the one who made you. Morning, evening, and noon, pray, pray, and seek the face of God. And I promise you, on the authority of the Word of God, it'll work. It'll work. Preacher, when am I to pray? When that inside pressure gets so great that you're about ready to burst, you need to pray. And you need to don't go on about all your situations and everything that you need. He already needs it. Just go to him and say, help, Lord. Those, that, that word help, be sure and capitalize all four of those letters because that, man, you're serious. Help, help, I need help, God, and I need it now. Not yesterday, but I need it right now, Lord. Number two, are you still with me tonight? Number two, when do we need to pray? We need to pray when inside pressure gets so great. Number two, we need to pray when intercessory 
is asked for. When intercessory is asked for. When somebody comes to you. Now listen to me carefully. This is real serious here. When somebody comes to you and says, I want you to help me pray about something. You know what you need to do? You need to write it down and carry it home with you. You know what most of us does? Well, brother, I'll be glad to pray with you. I'll be glad to help you pray about that. We turn around, they turn around, and we depart, and that's the last we hear about it. Amen. Somebody say amen right there. If I was to ask you tonight, and you be serious, and I know there's people that's asked you to pray for them, if you've been saved any length of time, how much have you prayed for them? How much have you really called out to God on their behalf for God to help them and give them, encourage them, or give them what they stand in need of? We need to get serious about that. We need to say, Lord, these people has got confidence in me or enough of confidence in me, and I don't want to let them down, God. I, I want you to help them. I want you to touch them, Lord. You know why, you know why sometimes that we don't pray? Boy, this is a biggie. Sometimes we don't pray because we're scared God may want us to take care of the situation for them. Say amen right there. We're scared that we may have to. Now, now, Brother Travis back there, he I don't think he passes a bridge that he don't try to look look under it. You know why? That's his burden, boy. That's his burden. He wants to help somebody. Let me. Not only, not only does he pray with them, you know what else he does? He gives them coffee, donuts if he's got it. I mean, he, he gives them something. You know why sometimes we don't want to get involved? Is it might be us that God's going to say, well, you, you go ahead and help them. Dear God, help so-and-so, Aunt Sally over there, because she's going through a hard time. She ain't got no groceries, and, and, and Lord, she needs some help, Lord. We're scared that God may say, well, Take her some food over there. <laughs> Ain't we having fun? Yeah. Sometimes we get a little bit nervous because we think that we're the ones that God's going to want to use to help that situation we're praying about. Let me help you understand what I'm saying. Remember, remember Nehemiah? I know preachers preached on it. You know about the, the, uh, the walls the gates, and boy, he got a burden about that. And he began to pray and agonize with God. Lord, they need, they need that, they need that. Listen, those gates, and, and Lord, they need that wall built. Man, he got burdened about it. You know what God finally said? Go build it, Nehemiah. <laughs> Amazing, ain't it? I'm going to answer your prayer, Nehemiah. You go and take care of the matter for me. Ain't that good? It might be you that needs to carry groceries over. It might be you that needs to give a little bit of a help, a little bit of what we don't want to turn loose. 
for somebody to pay their electric bill or, or, or for gas. You know, thank God Almighty, gas has come down. Amen. And, and it might be you that God wants to give a few dollars to them that they might have some gas. Let me illustrate another one here. Remember Moses? After he left, after he left Egypt, he got over there and got married and, and was doing real good and happened to look up and see that, see that bush you're burning and got interested in that bush because that bush just never would burn out. It'd burn and burn and burn and burn and burn and it just wouldn't burn up. It just kept a burning. And I'm not talking about smoking. I'm talking about burning. And so he goes up on the mountain. And him and God begins to speak. You, y'all remember the situation, don't you, where he had to pull his shoes off because he was on holy ground and, and, and all? And so, and so Moses left Egypt and two to three million people over there in bondage, slavery, if you will. And Moses has got, he's got convicted about it and he's, he's, he's burdened about it. If, if, if you was to know Moses, Moses talked like this. I, 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 I think I'll go over there. He stuttered real bad. He was, he was a stutterer. And so after he got through praying and after they was agonizing a lot, God said, all right, Moses, I'm going to hear your prayer. We're going to settle this thing. We're going to get them children of Israel out, and you're going to be the one that's going to do it. Oh, now, Lord, that ain't what I was praying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're the one. But, Lord, I, I can't talk. Yeah, you're the one. You're the one. You're going you're gonna to go over and get them out. You see, he prayed, and he prayed, and he got burdened. And God said, well, you go do it then. I fear sometimes we don't pray that intercessory prayer for somebody for their help. Because we're scared that it might be us that has to do the hell prayer. What about, what about old Jonah? Remember old Jonah? He got burdened about Nineveh. Boy, it was a wicked city. Everything there was wicked. They lived wicked. Everything was wicked. He would pray to God, Lord, them people over there need you. Oh, Lord, they need you. He prayed and he got burdened about it. So God says, all right, we're going to settle this thing. You go get them. You go preach to them. You go tell them. And old Jonah done what probably most of us would have done. He bailed out. Y'all know the story. You know Jonah and the whale? He bailed out. I ain't going over there to that wicked place. Scared that we may have to be the one for that intercessory prayer. We may have to do it. But folk, listen to me. There's hurting people. They may be somebody hurting right beside you right now. You don't know what's on their heart right now where you're set. Right beside you. They may be somebody hurting. I mean hurting bad. Would you pray with them? Or would you have to think about it? I don't know. Maybe you're sitting beside somebody you know that they're, 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 they're having a rough time. 
would you help them? If you prayed and God asked you, would you help them? Would you do your part in it? Intercessory prayer. Listen, that's second what we need to, whenever, whenever that inside pressure comes, we need to pray, help Lord. When intercessory of prayer, we need to pray, help Lord. And, and let, me, let me give you a commercial on that. If God wants you to do it, he'll provide the means. But preacher, I don't, I don't have it to help them. If God told you to help them, he'll provide the means. Don't you worry about that. He'll, he'll take care of that situation for you. Now thirdly, thirdly, I done got the landing gear down. Y'all don't get too, too excited. The landing gear's down. We're going to land this plane in just a few minutes. When do we need to pray? When inside pressure, intercessory of prayer, when instruction is needed. We don't know everything. We think we do sometimes. But we don't know everything. And there's times that we need some help. We need some instruction on what that, on what that we're doing. I, I want to say tonight, God knows everything. God knows what you need. The, the situation with, with, with Joshua, I believe it is. Remember, remember when Joshua went over, listen, that uh, Jordan River and, and had to go into the camp and, and take that camp, but they were walled in. The Bible said none could come out and none could go in. Well, how in the world am I going to take it? You see, when Joshua took command, when Moses went out of the picture and Joshua slipped in, listen, they were to go in and, and destroy. Take their country. Take their place. Destroy it all. And here they are now. Listen, they've come up uh, and, and there's, a, there's a wall. There's a wall there. Now, how in the world am I going to get over that wall or get through that wall? So you know what Joshua does? He begins to pray. He begins to holler, help Lord. And, uh, and God begins to answer. Now, now, listen to me carefully. This plan was not Joshua's plan. No, sir. Joshua couldn't come up with nothing like this. God told Joshua, he said, all right, I've heard your prayer, son. You're going to take that city. You're going to go in there and you're going to take that city. How am I, how am I going to do it, Lord? Well, this is how you're going to do it. You're going to get your priest. And you're going to, listen, they're going, they're going to get their trumpets. And then you're going to get the priest. And they're going to get the Ark of the Covenant. And you're going to get your, 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 your best shot men. Your weapon men. And you're going to circle the city. Go around the city. Now, here it is now. The, the men with the weapons, the spears or whatever, swords, they're leading the pack. And behind them is the priest with the trumpets. And behind them is the priest, listen, with the Ark of the Covenant. And Joshua said, now this is how God wants us to do it. He wants us to, just like, just like I said, wants us to march around that city. S listen, 
for seven days. One time a day for six days. Now I'm telling you, there's a catch here. Probably you, you, you ain't ever, you overread it or you ain't heard it or whatever. But they, there's a situation right here that, 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 that's pretty important. You know what Joshua told them? He said, now in this seven days, you don't say a word. You don't talk to one another. You don't holler. You don't scream. You don't say nothing until I give you the command on the seventh day. Not a word. Not a word. So every day, they got in line like God told them to get in line. They marched around the city. Day one, day two, day three. Then they'd go back to the camp, get up early the next morning, march around the city. Day four, day five, day six, they come back. Joshua gets them all together, says, all right, it's fixing to happen. We're fixing to take that city. I don't know how God's going to do it, but I'm going to do it like God said to do it. And then we'll just have to trust God. You ever been in that place? Huh? You don't know how it's going to work out. You just got to trust God. You ain't seen it work. You ain't never seen nobody do it that way before. But you're just going to trust God that it's going to work. So now they get up early the next morning. They line up like God told them to line up. One time around. Just like they done before. Two times around. Just like they done before. On day seven, they marched around seven times. That city. On the seventh time, Joshua give the command, blow the trumpets and shout. When they blew the trumpets, after they started blowing the trumpets, everybody went to screaming and shouting. And the Bible said that the walls fell down. That word down, if you look it up, you'll find that word down means in its place. Some scholars that's smarter than I am, and I don't know if that be so, I don't know, but they show a heck of a lot smarter than I am. They say that when that happened, that these walls just went in the ground because of how that the words said it happened. When the, when the walls fell down or in their place, it don't make no difference to me if they went in the ground or if they fell backwards and shattered. It don't make no, it don't make a bit of difference to me because, listen, it happened. <laughs> and the Bible said that the Israelites went in and took and took the country, took the place that was supposed to have been impossible to take. You know why? You know why? Because Joshua hollered, Help, Lord. Help, Lord. When do I, when do I cry out, Help, Lord? When you come to a situation that you don't know how to settle. When you come to a place in your life that you don't know the instructions for it. You don't know how to put it. You cry out, help, 
Lord. And then when iniquity is in your heart. When iniquity is in your heart. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but did you know you don't have to go to a priest and confess your sins to him? You don't, you don't have to go to your pastor and confess your sins to him. You don't even have to go to your husband, your wife. The one that made you is the one that you need to confess to. Hey, sir, hey, ma'am, when you've got sin in your life, now listen to me carefully. I want to help you here. When you've got sin in your life, you can't pray. I mean, when you pray, it's just like it's hitting that roof and falling right back on top of you. Whenever there's iniquity in your life, listen, you don't have to worry about going to a priest. You see, man, them fellas has got it made physically, not spiritually, but physically. Man, I can do what I want to, and I'll just go over here and give him $20, and he can, can tell, I'll tell him what I've done, and I'm all right. And I'm not mocking, and I'm not making fun, but that's how it works. Friend, listen to me. That ain't going to help you a bit. The one that you need to talk to is the one that you're not talking to. The one that created you, the one that made you, you need to go to him and say, Help, Lord. Man, I've made a mistake. Lord, I, 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 I'm missing this fellowship with you. I'm missing fellowship in church. Do you know when you get that sin in your life a little bit at a time? Listen, you're going to start missing a Sunday morning. You're going to start missing a Wednesday night. You'll start missing two Sunday mornings. And before you know it, you don't even go no more. Somebody say amen right there. You know what you need to do is say, Lord, I've, I've, I've made a boo-boo. And be serious with God. Do you know what God's going to do? He's going to forgive you and restore 100% fellowship to you. He's not like us. You know, when somebody would come to us and say, man, I, I, I know, I know, you know, situations ain't good between us and and I just, I just want you to forgive me and, and, uh, and let's go on being friends. You see, what we do sometimes is we'll say, well, I just wonder if he really means that. I'll give it three or four days and I'll see if, it, I'll see if he really means what he's saying or if she really means what she's saying. Man, what's wrong with us? God don't do it that way. Ain't you glad God don't do it that way? Ain't you glad that when God forgives you, uh, listen, he forgives you, and the Bible said, listen, that he cast it as far as the east is from the west from him and knows it no more. Now, you may have to pay for that sin, but he's not going to hold it against you no more. Man, I'm, you talk about having some sweet fellowship with God. Man, it'll get on then. You're talking about having sweet fellowship with the people. It'll get on then. I mean, listen, whenever you get that sin took care of, friend, listen, it's like, it's like a thousand pounds lifted off of you. When do I pray? 
when iniquity abounds. And I want to close with this. If I can say this word right, the inadequacy. Uh, I ain't I ain't smart as Brother Buchanan. He could probably say that thing good. But anyhow, when when the when the inadequate and, and that word inadequacy of man's lost condition, the inadequacy of a man's lost condition is when you need to pray. Sir, ma'am, young person, whoever you are here tonight, you lost without God, I can't think of a better time to pray. I can't think of a better time to cry, help, Lord. I said the other, I guess last week probably, it's no big deal, friend. Listen, it ain't, it's not a big thing. The devil wants you to think it is. The devil wants you to believe that it's a hard thing and, and probably one of the greatest thing reasons why that men don't get saved today is because they can't live it. I know that's what it was with me. Man, there ain't no sense me trying something like that. There ain't no way I can live that. I like playing too much. Man, I like going out there in that ocean and catching them kings and, and, and fishing and, and, and man, I got to work sometimes six times a day and Sunday's the only day I got. And if I get saved, then preacher's going to want me to be faithful to church and there goes that day. Are you with me? That's how the devil put it on you. That's how the devil will make you believe it. I mean, I listen, I, I can't live it. Sir, listen, he'll sure live it with you. He'll live it within you. It'll, it'll make you do things that you, you never even thought that you'd ever be able to do. I mean, friend, listen to me. Salvation's the greatest thing, greatest man. It's it's greatest thing since Superman. I'm telling you, man, when I got saved, uh, man, it was, well, it's got to be. The Bible said, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I'm glad he said, A-L-L, all things become new. Ain't you glad of that, that God didn't just save you from a, some things? He saved you from many things, all things. That old nasty mouth you got, that, that, that thirst for liquor, man, I was, I was just as bad as anybody's ever been. I told y'all last week, I was headed to a bar and going dancing. Well, not dance. I never did dance. I like to fight. Amen? I mean, I like scrap, boy. My, my pa-in-law asked me one time, he, we, was in there, we was in there having a ball, and I was chug-lugging them salty dogs. And he looked at me and he said, he said, son, you mind if I dance with Becky? Well, it's your daughter, I don't reckon. And only one thing happened, I had too many salty dogs. About halfway through that dance, all I seen was another man. I didn't see my pa-in-law, but he knowed I was in the house, you hear me? Oh, boy, did I get on him. 
Do you know that's what that stuff will do to you? I told that preacher when I got saved, I want what y'all got, and thank God he gave me what they had. I've been a shouting ever since. I, I've been known, I've been known just to get up and go to running across the front, out the back, and around. Hey, I've been known to, I get so full, boy, I get so caught up with God. Man, I got I got. it's like blowing steam. If you don't, it's just going to blow up. I mean, I, I'm telling you, friend, it's real. This thing about God is real. It's not, a, it's not a myth. It's not something just made up. It's real. I encourage you tonight to cry out, help, Lord. You've never been born into the family of God. What a, what a time to do it. Not be a one, hey, it was a Wednesday night when I got saved. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm sort, of, I'm sort of proud of Wednesday nights ever since that. Man, it means something to me now. Are you saved tonight? Are you hurting tonight? Are you about to bust tonight? Is that inside pressure about to get you tonight? I'm going to pray tonight. And listen to me. If, if you're the one that I was preaching to tonight, I'm preaching to everybody, but you know what I'm saying tonight. If you're the one that's sitting here and you're like I was, if you're sitting in this building tonight and you're like I was, why don't you make your way up this altar? If you're lost without God, why don't you make your way up to the altar? I'll be glad to pray with you. I promise you, if you'll come, somebody will meet you here. We've got people in here that will be glad to pray with you and talk with you. If you're here tonight, and you're ready to end it all. And, folk, I wouldn't doubt it. Hey, it happened to me. I never thought it happened to me, but it did. If you're here tonight, and you're ready to throw in the towel, why don't you come tonight? Hey, it ain't worth it. I got the answer for you, friend, and it works. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love tonight. I thank you, dear Lord, that, that it's a promise to, to us from you that we can cry out, help Lord. And Lord, if we mean business, you'll hear us. You'll do something. You'll help, Lord. And I pray for this congregation tonight from the least to the greatest, from the youngest to the oldest. Dear Lord, that they'd search their heart here this evening.